0: get like I'm Gill again Wallace I just
1: ordered a collar and milking the cat what all you niggas other when churning the blood sensitive these niggas cried that really told them in the lugiano's rigado Moscow I'm a symbol and you trembled in circle huddle nah, you're right, right. <laughs> it's crazy how much they look alike
2: that's beautiful that's group B by Tyler the creator
1: yeah, you said when I said let's ride into this that he's got some of the best like just loose singles.
2: Yeah, he Tyler has the some of the best like just loose tracks that he'll put out on YouTube. Usually, pretty soon after a project, which which I like. I another person who does that or did that I should say was Travis, yeah. where he would put out some looseies. Team hooch. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the one he did? Uh, Wonderful time with the weekend. Yeah, um, that one came out kind of after rodeo. Uh, well, I, a lot of people would say, like, oh, they're just leftover tracks. I, I don't necessarily think so, because a lot of them are still, like, tracks that I like.
1: I like that format better than doing, like, a deluxe
2: version. Yeah, I, I think so, too. It's it's less, like, just baiting for more streams, yeah. which I respect. So what are we talking about today? We should do the intro first. Hello, oh, yeah. everybody. Welcome to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Akeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Today, we are going to be talking about Lil Durk and Future. Future's High Off Life, Lil dirt. Uh, his album, I forgot its name. No just because y'all waited too. That's right. Thank Didn't you, know Jake. they
1: used y'all in Chicago, but I'm glad we made it there. <laughs> y-
2: y'all has been making yeah, its, its way uniform. around. Now. It's uniform now. Yeah. I think it's
1: that's just American it's slang.
2: It's an American slang word. That's exactly
1: what I was going to say. The rest of the United States appropriated that from us.
2: Mm. Yeah. Talk about it, God. Speak on that king. I'm
1: not going to use that anymore. Speak on that king. No. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, Mac Miller's kids. Uh, Actually made it on the Billboard 200 chart, so congrats to him and his family. R.I.P. Mac. Can't wait for that documentary.
2: Also, R.I.P. to Little Richard, mm-hmm. who died this weekend. Very sad news to hear that. A legend in rock and roll, without yeah. a doubt. And uh, one of the most eccentric personalities, I think, in music, and um, he'll be greatly missed. Yeah,
1: another another rest in peace, Pop Smoke's album. It, it was so weird, I saw an article that said Pop Smoke's debut posthumous album
2: yeah it's just weird to think
1: about uh but june 12th 50 cent executive produced it so
2: i have a lot of confidence in 50 cent executive producing it honestly because i do think they come from a similar background both artists being from new york and um uh the fact that they had met when pop smoke was still alive was also important so i do think uh 50 cent will handle the project really well and he will do what all hip-hop artists are doing which is get in some nice beef a couple of days before the project and uh get it some good promo the promo he'll start
1: beefing with his son six nine yeah (laughs) speaking of six nine he's been which i mean that's all if you go to any hip-hop thing that's all they're talking about yeah which all these people like meek mill and snoop Dogg, who are just like very adamant about not giving him a platform shut the fuck up about him and you'd stop giving him a platform.
2: Right. And we're uh, giving him whatever small platform we have Yeah,
1: as I well. mean, we're, we talk about hip-hop, so granted, yeah. we're going to talk about it. But for Snoop Dogg and Meek Mill and I've seen Young like Thug. Max o Cream spoke out about him too. Like, yeah. Yeah. all you're doing when you have that platform, you're just giving him an avenue.
2: It's, it's giving somebody an avenue who thrives off of hate in particular. So, you know, I think he lives by the mantra all, pre- all press is good press. And, no, um, not six nine. He, he's made his career off of that, so I don't really understand. Uh, our, our, first of all, six nines. I don't know if I should say fan base, um, but his fan base will support him regardless. I mean, he was exposed as um, in, in, he was involved with sexual acts with a minor or yeah. using a minor in uh, sexual acts. He was recording the video he didn't actually do anything yeah it was kind of
1: similar, similar to what like the, the whole Akon thing on stage
2: like he used no, he used a minor in a sexual she was giving a guy head and he was behind her smacking his, her ass uh, a little bit sleazier than bringing a girl on stage and not checking her ID yeah. beforehand
1: I guess that was like that was a little more impromptu yeah. obviously like the <laughs> yeah. record label signed off and they're <laughs> supposed to be checking these people like yeah. there's nobody no security guard's gonna run up in a live performance let me see your, your ID yeah, yeah, yeah. before you violate he, this girl I
2: mean he, he also should not have been throwing her tossing her around and tip drilling her the way he was. I mean, I'm not saying that's appropriate either, but I digress. Um, that's old news. 6 9 is... And hip-hop in general has just sort of lost any sort of compass that it had in regards to G-checking and standards. That's really all out the window now, ever since we have certain um, publications like Academics, who sort of puts these people on a pedestal, and you have the internet that's pretty much run by 15 year olds. Yeah. So... Fifteen-year-olds will always go towards what's most outlandish. What's causing old people to get mad? Old people like my, uh, yeah, exactly. So it's no surprise that the internet would support Six Nine. So when artists like Meek Mill and Snoop Dogg come out, I understand they're coming from a street street angle. Both of them, I would say, are pretty certified in that aspect. But their input will not change his. Fan no. base. And if anything, like you said, it's just they use just their putting, platform putting to put him on fire. fire. You're right. You're right. And us, we're kind of doing the same thing, but our fire's not as burning quite as brightly as Snoop Dogg and Meek Mills. Yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe yeah. in the Snoop Lion days, we may right. Snoop. <laughs> Actually, I would say ours burns <laughs> brighter than the Snoop Lion days, but not as bright as the Snoop Dogg days. <laughs> yeah. Also, um he did have a very good point, though, I would say, with the accusations of Billboard essentially uh being able to buy the number one spot which uh a lot of people lately have been being accused of botting streams french montana was accused of that by 50 cent earlier this year so it's it's not an accusation we haven't heard before there are a lot of youtubers who have done this uh, sort of experiment with buying followers on different social media platforms so we clearly know that it's possible and you you'll see like there are places in China yeah. where they just have a wall of cell phones and they're just all just like pushing play and letting the videos run. It's entirely possible. His accusation was that six credit cards essentially bought thirty thousand streams for Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber's new song, and it it's stuck on you or something. Stuck I think on called. something like that. It's it's not hip hop. It doesn't matter. And yeah. uh, <laughs> but. He was just saying that he feels he was robbed of the top spot. I mean, with over 50 million streams, one would think that that's enough for the top spot. And I don't think that Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande's song, however more mainstream they are, has made as much buzz as Gooba has. No, probably not. I mean, I, I think it should have debuted at the number one spot. So the fact that he didn't get it is a little bit sketchy. Um, but I don't know all the analytics in the
1: background. Yeah, that. and and granted, too, those six credit cards could be late. Like obviously, there's bigger label presence behind Ari and, and Justin Bieber. Whereas, I mean, charities won't even take Six Nines money. We saw that earlier in the.
2: <laughs> it was a kids charity too, yeah. which good for, good for them. Yeah, and I mean, they're staying. They're just not wanting money from somebody who has a past of potentially abusing a, a child, which. I don't blame them for. It.
1: No, I mean you had to answer for all that money and they they were on a on a path to do what they think is morally right and, and they thought taking 69's money would not be
2: morally right. right for them. And you're right because there are people who were, who took speaking of pedophiles, they took uh <laughs> they took money from Jeffrey Epstein and Epstein donated to a lot of uh humanitarian efforts to a lot of Ivy League schools and now they're getting a lot of backlash for having associated with him in the first place even after he was um his accusations were brought up, and he was uh, had charges pressed on him in two thousand eight. So again, six nine not as serious as as Epstein. Don't get me wrong, but again, you still have that background. You still have a reputation. Um, I don't. I wouldn't want to do business with somebody like that. So
1: yeah, and I know he was, like people were kind of saying like, oh, they should have taken his money. Like, and I do get like six nine's money is just as green as as our money. Right. But the negative connotation that his following nothing's braces. free
2: yeah. nothing's free and for him he gets good press off of that yeah. and they don't want to be they don't want to give him that press and
1: let's be fair before all the epstein stuff came out epstein money and six 69 money is very different like obviously in you regards can do to a, amount yeah you yeah. can do a lot more with Epstein. yeah money. it wasn't
2: giving two hundred thousand dollars. he was giving like 30 40 million yeah <laughs> um but nonetheless they were still taking his donations after his a uh, bad publicity and his, his him being charged I think he was charged with soliciting a, an underage prostitute. So again, if somebody has accusations like that and you work with children,
1: yeah, it's, it's probably
2: kind of not money. a good idea yeah. to take and and Six9 didn't have those sort of charges, but again, not a good idea to take money from somebody if you're working with kids.
1: No. So Top Dog says King
2: Kendrick to return to or to return soon. Free Prince Isaiah yeah. That's all we care about. Even Reason said that. Yeah,
1: I'd like to see I'd <laughs> say I'd like to see Reason in Kendrick.
2: I like that Reason has been putting out these high-quality songs. He they just put he put out a single with Pop Schoolboy shit
1: with Schoolboy Q. Which, he had um Oh god, we've already
2: talked about it a yeah, couple episodes we ago. Um, but either way, he's he's really making a name amongst these people and no diss to Kendrick Lamar. I'd love to see a new Kendrick album. I think with him, I mean, he takes like Three and four years at a time, so you yeah, know it's going to be quality. Obviously, it was a
1: good look for Reason to start putting out music because he got a, a big buzz around his name from the Dreamville tape. He was, I think, he had like four or five feature credits he on that whole album. Yeah, he worked a ton with them, so it's it's a good look to to strike while the fire's hot. Uh, but I would like to see his album and Isaiah Rashad's maybe before Kendrick.
2: Yeah, but I mean, he is the flagship artist, so I think Kendrick gets to determine when Kendrick drops. <sighs> maybe. He's the flagship artist. He determines when he drops. You sell half a million units. You determine when you drop. I mean, I'm sure it's done. Or top dog's gonna finished. go. Wait, Isaiah. How many? How many units did the last Isaiah shot album sell? Cool.
1: Do you remember and get him to the Greek, where Pete Diddy's talking about Chocolate Daddy. He goes, how, many, how many units did Chocolate Daddy sell? 5,000 fucking units.
2: He said, and I'm proud of those units. <laughs> proud of every single one of those units. I got six fucking kids. Yeah. God, what a great movie have you watched that since it's on
1: netflix yeah i've 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 watched that movie probably 15
2: times i still have it on dvd proud to say
1: so the past few episodes we've been ending the news kind of on some talking points and xxl ran this little article talking about rap songs that were popular because they had dances with them i mean you had chingy's right there Salt Shaker by the Yin Yang Twins. That's the
2: one that, by the way, if Chingy's Right There comes on, that's like us, like when we're 50, where we we'll go step side, kids. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Lean Back, Fat Joe, or Terror Squad and Fat Joe, Laffy Taffy, Uh-oh. Chicken Noodle Soup. I forgot about that I one, to be honest with you. Pop, lock it, drop it. That's... Like, could you imagine, like, these artists maybe wouldn't have been one-hit wonders. Not all, not to say all of them were one-hit wonders. Huey is a one-hit wonder. If we're being Chingy, honest.
2: Wasn't, um, yeah, Fat Chingy Joe wasn't. Yeah, Chingy wasn't. Yeah,
1: Lil Jon obviously not a one-hit wonder. Known for his hits. Lil
2: Jon was just striking when MTV was hot. <laughs> Bro. So like he was out. He was on like you know all the music videos. Young Jock kind of wasn't. E Forty wasn't. Tell me when to go. Uh, of
1: that. that. Probably one of the biggest hip hop songs with the dance.
2: I yeah. um, that, thats you remember all the remixes? Crank that, Batman! <sighs> Crank that, Superman! Crank that, Wolverine! Yeah. Crank that, car! It was crazy. Dude. Stanky leg, stanky leg. You're was... a
1: jerk by the New Boys. Like if if these people would have been out with I TikTok. bought New
2: Boys debut album. I'm proud to say. You still have that? I'm one of those six thousand units. Proud of, units. proud of all those units. Proud of all those units. Teach me how to Dougie, um, cat daddy.
1: Yeah, uh, hot one, Bobby Schmurda.
2: That one, I don't know if it this was funny necessarily dance. a dance. Yeah, the money Dance, I, I that was.
1: was the song. Wasn't
2: that the dude who did the killing, by the way? I don't know. Oh, okay.
1: Watch Me Whip.
2: Silento is ass. Silento's yeah. is ass. So is I Love Memphis. I did not care for them either. I Hit the Quan. Millie
1: Rock. I mean, look at what Drake did with Toosie Slide. Like, if you have a dance to go along with the song, it's probably going to be hot.
2: Toosie Slide, though, feels a little underwhelming as a dance track. Like... Yeah, I don't know. If, Maybe if I don't it see it as it much weren't as If it were for these.
1: TikTok, I don't think it would be
2: as prominent. Look at my dad. How many people were. D- Shout out to Cam Newton, by the way. I know yeah. that's your favorite. Yeah, so. that, what a
1: year, 2015. <laughs> for those of you that can't. You could definitely see, see Jake's eyes. My eyes are misting.
2: <laughs> you could see his eyes definitely
1: were glowing a little bit there. Oh, man. Rest <laughs> in peace, Cam Newton, as a panther. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't wait for him to get signed so I can buy another Cam Newton jersey.
2: Uh, really probably, probably. Yeah, <laughs> they were the ones. One.
1: They were the ones that kind of got screwed over by the record deal, wasn't it? The A.O. and Teo or yeah. however Yeah, T.O. I don't
2: know. Like Uncle and Spanish Kevin T.O. Raised.
1: I think that's T.I.O. <laughs> T.I.O. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, maybe maybe we'll have a hooks lines of hip hop song with the dance. We won't. Yeah, we I won't. can
2: guarantee you that. You don't want to see fat yeah, You don't want to see
1: either of us dancing. <laughs>
2: Unless I, I'm super drunk and I don't drink anymore.
1: So. It, it would still be bad. <laughs> right. I've, I've, that's one but thing I, I will never claim it. to do even marginally well <laughs> is dance.
2: He does a good slow dance.
1: Yeah, that's about it.
2: A nice sway back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want to talk about first, Dirk or Future?
2: Um, Let's talk about Dirk. Okay. Just because y'all waited too. Two. Did you have any first impressions with this? I felt like it was immediately better than everything I had heard in the past. Um, When I heard when when you used to hear Lil Durk doing uh, auto tune on his voice, it was more robotic. Like if you play the song, play a little bit of the song. uh, It's called Turn Up, featuring uh, He Who Must Not Be Named Logic. Um, But if you just hear the uh, the usage of auto tune on this song, and to be um,
1: fair, I don't really like the auto tune that he's still using.
2: Right, but he's using it more so in a melodic sense where he's trying to convey, I guess, like a sadder message, uh, a portrait of like a grim, um, just a, a grim setting in general, which I think it's it's utilized a bit more effectively here. I don't necessarily love it, but I think it's a big change from what we used to hear from Lil Dirk.
1: I did see a lot of people talking about this and maybe saying that he kind of took an L with this album because it didn't sell kind of what it really should have. It was probably his biggest promoted release. Obviously, he's got a feature on Future's album. Uh, But I think it's... I don't remember what I saw. I think it sold like 26,000 or something. I
2: think I saw 26. But if you guys hear this song, it's a bit more like traditional drill. Yeah.
1: See what I mean? One thing I can say that... This had just from hearing the first 15 seconds, this has a lot better production than this album had. Really? I did not like the production on this album really this, at
2: all. This song in particular though was hyped as the single, so it would make sense that this one sounds a bit higher budget. By the way, Logic kills this track, and this is one of my favorite Dirk songs in general. How does how does Logic and, and Dirk get hooked up together? That's kind of a weird. I don't know. It worked out really well though. I like that, that track. Was, that's that a record. That's a record kind of thing.
1: Yeah, maybe that is record label. Yeah. Um. But yeah.
2: The production was really samey, but I do think it took a backseat for some of the more I would say touchier moments on this project because I do think Lil Dirk, I mean, aside from all the Percocet talk and the drug talk, yeah. there were moments where he's discussing sort of um, not trusting the cops, uh, getting bad advice from people who were older than him, big homies as he would say, and uh, I I did like that aspect of the album, and I thought that was going to carry through through the entire album. But then you have certain other songs like "Trifling Hoes, which is just utter garbage. I like that one on its own. You're high. You're high on meth. <laughs> it, is, he says, it is
1: absolute garbage. He says, tell me how many N-words you fucked. And he goes,
2: that is fucking hilarious <laughs> to me. But he's talking on two tracks ago. Tell me how many tracks ago, you sucked. Two tracks ago, he's talking about getting his dick wet and how many girls he fucks. So why do you go... When she's fucking people, but when you're doing it, it's just oh, I'm just playing. I'm yeah, just playing the field. I,
1: I gotta agree with you on the contradictions. Which, granted, this oh. is hip
2: hop, which is short for hypocrisy hop. <laughs> oh um, <laughs> shit! That's a, that's I mean, a, that's trademark hook lines in hip hop. Yeah, we we, you we can't came get up that with anywhere that.
1: else. It's and and I mean it's very blatant when you have a song called Trifling Hoes and then instantly move on to like a, <laughs> a heartfelt track where like and I said it, it, my note is it's hard to talk. About your down bad when you just talked about sharing women with the whole block. Thank
2: you, thank you. If if it, and and Travis does this too, where he goes, um, if if I love her, then I pass her around. And it's like, hey, dude, no, 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 no. You yeah. guys, you guys have it all fucked up. And and this is what I think it is. Hip hop and this sort of hip hop in particular, trap and um, just hardcore sort of gangster artists. I'm not saying Dirk is portraying that, but he kind of is. Um, because Drill was kind of founded on that. Uh, there is a lot of it appealing to male insecurities. Where it's like, I feel weak, so I tote a gun around. Um, I'm, I'm worried my girl's going to leave me, so I talk about how many hoes I fuck. It's constantly raveled in this sort of male insecurity, which I think a lot of hip-hop is. I mean, Future is the king of insecurity. I mean... Dear God, dude, you couldn't even make a good album until you quote unquote broke the curse. So it's um, it's it's obvious that these guys are just speaking from a place of insecurity. Like fuck her, but then they're like, I love you, I'm sorry, I need you. Yeah, it's full of that. Yeah, it's full of that.
1: Part of it too, and I mean no disrespect. Like obviously, Lil Durk cannot. He didn't choose. He called himself Muslim,
2: and then he talks about popping perkies and drinking lean. Dude, I have Muslim relatives. They damn sure don't even drink know what lean smoke is. a cigarette. Or know what lean is. Well they smoke cigarettes, I take that back. But they definitely don't drink little pop perky's. The
1: I know we couldn't choose like the register that his voice is. He has a high voice, so when you hear him like talking about toting a gun, it's just kinda like you're like, really? that's cute.
2: Really, are you? Is it a are toy you? gun? <laughs> is it a nerf gun? I mean no no disrespect there, but I didn't mind the register of his voice so much because, like I said, in the I would say the first track in particular, I would say that that song kind of hit really well. Um, it definitely had an impact on me. I would say that that was really um, he was really good at communicating sort of the the insecurity he was feeling about not being able to trust those around him. Also talking about getting shitty advice from people who have been on the block longer than he has. As well, as well as just like being talked about behind his back, which a lot of artists talk about that, but I think he did it in a way that um, the whole package kind of came together on that first track. I think it carried through a little bit to the second track, but then when you just put in those like, like those ho uh, anthems, I yeah, say, that it's sort like of like all d- love, like yeah. I, I just can't, it, I can't get with it. I'm with you, but also, oh, Gucci, Gucci, we need <laughs> to thank you. I thought you were going to defend Gunna because you are a resident Gunna no, stan. Gunna's verse is as smooth as to be expected. Fuck off. Fuck all the, <clears throat> the way worst, off.
1: The worst part is Gucci Gucci. It sounds like <laughs> parents like baby talking their child. Also, he shouted out Lil
2: Pump, which you can't do that in 2020. I'm sorry. If you're shouting yeah, out Lil Pump, like Lil Pump in 2020, come on.
1: I, yeah, it, you could have had like. Andre 3000 on this track. And when (laughs) Gunna and Lil Durk are saying, Gucci, Gucci,
2: Gucci, Gucci.
1: God. (laughs) You want to talk about baby talk, I'd rather hear a damn Playboy Cardi saying, Gucci, like at least it would have been on brand. This was ass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: This was ass. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Another song Oh, and also, are we
1: still wearing Gucci? Like, Gucci's like the Ed Hardy of high fashion to me. Yeah, you still got...
2: Guys, don't tell Jake, but I still have the Gucci flip flops.
1: Yeah, I mean, who's gonna throw away like something good?
2: But like, (laughs) people still rocking Gucci today. There, there are, unfortunately, a lot of people, um, I mean, obviously, we, Jake and I are high fashion, so right now we're draped up and down in Dior and Balenci, but I understand that not everybody has that kind of drip. so maybe he is still rocking
1: I, I don't get it. I feel like all the rappers that wear Gucci wear the same Gucci, like Soldier yeah. Boy in his headband.
2: Or, the, or you know the tracksuits, the ugly-ass Gucci yeah. tracksuits that everybody wears that they think is cool? Um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that, but... I'd rather wear Ed Hardy. You know what's crazy is Von Dutch is coming back. And I commented on the Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop page at HLHBO. Um, I commented, please, dear God, do not bring back Von Dutch. Because, Jake, we live in the South where trucker hats are usually worn by not only actual truckers, but white trash women with four kids and that are only about 20 years old. So if you bring back fucking Von Dutch... I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm getting on my Tesla. Tell me a MAGA Tell me a
1: MAGA von Dutch
2: hat wouldn't sell out here. A MAGA Von Dutch collab is actually coming and that will get Trump re-elected. Yeah, you heard because it you heard it here first. <laughs> all you fucking rappers will wear it and then go and then when they are asked about it, they go, i don't support Trump, but the Von Dutch really hits different, you know?
1: <laughs> Kanye would get the full size run for the family. One size fits most. <laughs>
2: uh. His daughter in a MAGA von Dutch hat. Jesus.
1: Uh, no, I mean, once we got to the middle of this album, it kind of picked up. Like, I like two forty eight. Thank you. That's
2: what I wanted to talk about. I thought that was another one where it kind of came back. It was a bit more thought provoking. His
1: his production, like the production he used, the beat was great. It matched the level of his vocals. Like that sounded to me like the most full song on the whole album.
2: Okay, I I agree. I mean, that one was definitely my favorite. But then we jump into trifling hoes. Which Jake, you're a trifling hoe for saying I like that that's on a its own. good song. You're disgusting. That's fine. <laughs> you just like it for the meme of it. That's amazing. That's how you get Jake. I'm
1: upset that I didn't think of that.
2: <laughs> you can use it. You can use it on the next album.
1: Yeah, all 26,000 people who listen to this album will never hear my track. Uh, then you move into Internet Sensation, which was a 100% contradiction of Trifling Hose. And Horrible. To Chirac Demons, which oh another sh- one that was probably one of the best. Shout ones. out to G.
2: He never, he never puts out a bad feature. He has, he, to me, him and Montana 300 are two of the best drill artists, period. Period. There are, there's nobody better than those two. They, they just, they, their voice kind of matches the intensity of the music. I would say G. Urbo's register in particular is a bit lower than Dirk's.
1: Yeah. When G. Erbo talks about carrying a gun, I believe believe him.
2: Yeah. 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 You don't want to run into Erbo when he has a
1: gun. I'm with you. But the intensity that was that was what I was hoping Dirk was gonna bring the whole album. Like his intensity matched G Urbo on that track. The beat was gritty, both Erbo and Dirk matched that intensity with their voice. And I just I would have liked to hear Dirk in that lane more on the album and maybe take out some of the quote unquote love songs.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I I I think the only part where we disagree a little bit is I don't necessarily I didn't hate the register of his voice. And I did not hate the softer moments where it was more thought-provoking, sort of talking about the the pitfalls of of street life, which I think is absolutely necessary. And I do think we're starting to see, with with the conversation of mental health opening up, we also are starting to see artists coming from rougher backgrounds being able to talk about, hey, I feel paranoid, I have anxiety. Like, that's, that's sort of starting to become more a part of trap music in general and i do like that sort of being yeah and and you can't really
1: question that from dirk because being from chicago um, like obviously the things he's talking about are real like the distrust for of police like that's nationwide but chicago is really like in the spotlight of distrust of police
2: right and in particular um if you look at sort of his past with chief keith and with them there was a lot of stories about them and sort of killings and stuff that have happened. If you really want to know the full story, uh, Academics has a channel called Warren Chirac that I would definitely...
1: Yeah, Hip-Hop TMZ. On. Yeah. A.K.A. DJ Academics. <laughs> uh, but I really liked Chirac Demons a lot. Um, Do you like Three-Headed Goats? I liked, I liked it a lot, but there were a few things that kind of just put it... like I, I didn't like Dirk singing
2: really at all. Little baby or, was being pinched in the booth again. He was like, "Do the song." He didn't do the song, baby. It was,
1: it was a solid, baby, feature. Okay, like, fair. It's it's exactly what you would expect.
2: I need all in now. If it's not all in, I'm all out. Yeah, when it comes a little bit. The
1: one thing I didn't like is Little Dirk had so many of this sound like pee uh, pops. Yeah, that's so easily corrected. Like, did A&R <laughs> not hear that and say, "Hey, bro, run that back," or let me throw this on here and get rid of that? Like, yeah, ooh. It's just It doesn't sound professional it's, to
2: me. It's very odd how many mistakes we see slip in these mainstream sort of artists. I mean, Dirk, I would say, is relatively mainstream. I mean, he did get a, a future feature. Say that
1: three future, times feature, Future feature. Future feature. <laughs> future
2: feature. Very nice. I'd put a comma in there. Even, like, Lil Yachty, when he says she blow my dick like a cello, like, it's just sort of stupid stuff that you're like, come on, man, is nobody checking these... And that's where I think the art of hip hop gets devalued. Not necessarily when Dirk is. I mean, a a pop. Yeah, it's annoying, but most people I don't think would even notice. No, they, it. they, I they would I that's, think that's that's your yeah. That's me here. hearing it.
1: But in in my opinion, Dirk should not have had Polo G on this album. He- because and no disrespect to Lil Dirk, he's been in it. He's been doing it longer. He has I think more credibility in hip hop at the moment than Polo G. He's just been but, in that longer. But yeah, Polo G is the, the next one coming out of Chicago when it comes to this kind of music. His storytelling is way better than Dirk, in my opinion. I just think he's more entertaining.
2: Well, I'm, I mean, that's all the more reason to give him a spotlight, give him a platform. Yeah. Which, by the way, congratulations, Polo G. I think he's doing 90K first week. Yeah, for week.
1: Uh, the GOAT.
2: Son, that is crazy. And I think we should review I, that one as well, because I keep hearing, I mean, Jake was bigging him up last year. Even.
1: Yeah, he, his storytelling is incredible. For somebody that young i think he was 19 when that first album came it's out like with pop it, out it's
2: kind of like g Herbo, where erbo was telling very good stories and yeah and i'm
1: e- i'm excited to, to hear more from polo g we may review that one in young young lean together okay. that'd be a good, oh, be a good yeah. episode
2: okay see you guys we let you in on the planet you guys get to see the back door. yeah
1: uh but yeah i i big ups to Polo G for sure
2: absolutely
1: absolutely what were some of your favorite tracks
2: uh, I would say I would say the first track most definitely. I gave that one like I would honestly give that one like an eight or a nine. Um, let's see what else. Um, I really like Three Headed Goats, uh, Two Forty Eight, and uh, Sharaeck Demons. Those were those were the ones I liked the most.
1: I like Three Headed Goat. I like Two Forty Eight. I like Trifling Hoes. Say what you want, Sharaeck Demons. Um,
2: you Trifling ho.
1: Some of the tracks that I've disliked the most: "Broke Up in Miami," horrible. Yeah. And then.
2: What'd you hate um, about that one? Let's talk about that. Do you love me? (laughs) No, I do not. (laughs) It's just uh, the singing to me was just kind of grating. Internet sensation is kind of like that too. Just a lot of simping sometimes.
1: His bars are like lacking a lot throughout this. Like I think he could benefit from maybe some maybe not writers, writers but somebody helping him like structure. Riders, a bit writers plural yeah or be- I put I put he could benefit from writers comma or better writers
2: like. <laughs> I could I definitely agree with that but I do think the commonality between two forty eight different meaning is there is that storytelling asset which which does come to light a few times on this album but not enough for me to really want to go back to it um, however I I will say this is the first dirt project I've listened to front to back all the way in a long time so that has to count for something uh, i thought overall the production was not not groundbreaking but it was well kind of when listenable.
1: you're when you're kind of labeled as a drill like the one of the biggest things in drill is the production and the right. beat is just so heavy hitting and a lot of these weren't young that young chop
2: before he starved yeah. his dog to death and then was going crazy shooting guns out of his uh at his house he, he really, I mean, the keys in, in drill yeah. in particular were a really big part. Of yeah, it. I mean,
1: look at what he did with Chief Keef. Like, yeah. I, I don't think there's a Chief Keef without Young Chop. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, what are you going to give it?
2: I would give this one, I mean, I, overall, i say I enjoyed it relatively so. So I would give it about a six. Okay, I gave
1: it a five. Okay. I, it really, to me, a lot of it was boring. Because the production wasn't there. Sometimes the lyrics weren't there. And the good moments for me don't outweigh the bet.
2: I think it just it gave me it gave me a glimpse into the growth that Little Dirk ha- has had over the years, and I'm grateful for that because at least he's not making like the same stuff from from 2015. You know, I think yeah. if you did that now, it wouldn't work, and you'd sound washed. So I I give him a a, a good effort, a good effort. A for effort. A for effort. <laughs> Little Dirk. I like do you, Do you like him with the short hair or the long hair? I, I like the short hair i'm a, i'm but i'm bald so oh God, i true. have a bias
1: <laughs> the blonde dreads i don't know there's just some, like there's some it's, contrast when i see them i'm like that's
2: <laughs> not right it doesn't look like it fits yeah i'm with you
1: when well, we get back high off life and some sneaker news stay tuned
2: hey everyone hope you're enjoying the episode so far if you are please consider giving us a subscribe also if you're listening on apple give us a rate and review Lastly, if you want to stay up to date on what we'll be discussing on the next episodes, make sure you follow us on Instagram at HLHBO. Thank you all so much. Let's get back into the, so the
0: title. I grab a Bible, pray for my rivals, dead on arrival. I swear shit to shit them me like a cycle. Bodies of piles, blood rivers resemble Niles. They need survival. They need to rehearse a recital. I just sit back and listen to a Wayne songs and get dumb from a bitch while I brainstorm and spit flames while I'm making it rainstorm. I've been ignored, and you niggas don't see. Your brain snore, and you sleep on me. Go ahead. No more. Tell me I how much you guys like this me. last album,
2: and then go listen to that <laughs> one. Go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that. Tell me that new album's better than that one. Go ahead. One
1: of the, he's up there with Lil Yachty sometimes with one of the most frustrating rappers who could come out with like the hottest shit ever, but then sometimes just put out the worst.
2: I will. I will cape for trippy red even though he put out two bad albums lil yachty has only put out one and i guarantee (laughs) you it was a fluke and a half i don't think he he knew that lil boat was gonna be that good no he didn't no but
1: But he's one that like you like when you hear him like just doing some stupid shit you're like like, come on bro you you made can you rap like me like yeah come on like you could do
2: better yeah that whole album by the way i would say that's my favorite trippy project life's a trip that was missing my idols
1: What's what's the one he's got on there with Young Thug? It's an awesome track oh, too. Oh
2: yeah, I I was listening to that when I came in. Oh, what is that called? Um, Forever Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Is
1: That's the, the one, one that had Topanga on it, right? Uh
2: yeah yeah no 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 Topanga was on the one after. Uh, this is um this one had Taken a Walk and Wish. Wish. Maybe That's before. Yeah. For which, by the way, I was one of the people who, when Wish came out, um, um what's his name? Diplo put out a version yeah. that was cleaner. When I had a Twitter, I tweeted at Diplo. I said, "I said you ruined Trippy
1: Red That song. was on his what little California EP yeah, or whatever but, that um, had the Lil Zan song. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Lil Zan song. That's all I can tell you. That's all. He, but uh, yeah, he here's a hot take great. for you. Matt Ox is better than him.
2: A hundred percent. A hundred and ten percent. See me in the trenches. Oh. Yeah, you know I'm lazy. He At least he can play with a fucking fidget spinner. Lil' Zan's so high he can't even eat hot Cheetos without getting a fucking stomach ulcer, you wimp. Get the fuck out of here.
1: We skipped this in the beginning, so before What's we hit fact? What You're Rockin', we'll hit What You Know. What you know this week?
2: Uh, Michael Jordan was named a top defensive NBA player nine times.
1: Okay, somebody's been watching The Last Dance. Nope. You haven't Googled that shit.
2: I want to watch it, but I'm waiting for it to all be done. done.
1: Yeah, that's what I was doing. They're finished.
2: Is it on ESPN Plus?
1: Yes. Okay,
2: very good. Uh, Bruce Lee has one coming June 7th. Yeah,
1: what is it called? Something water?
2: Flow like
1: water. Yeah, be be like water water or something like that. Which he
2: said in an interview that's really famous.
1: A group of pugs is called a grumble.
2: (laughs) That's kind of hard. The more you know. I got my pugs with me. That's a grumble.
1: Yeah, I got my dogs with me. That's a grumble. grumble. Oh, Got they that, say all I do got is got that mumble? tech in my lap. Yeah, rumble.
2: <laughs> that's the most rapping you'll get from yeah.
1: me. Passing bitches off like it's bumble. <laughs> all right, that's it. So what you rocking today? So you got the gym fit,
2: barefoot. Okay. Bare feet. Uh, no, dude, don't don't sell me short, dude. I'm wearing off white track
1: pants. That's right. I forgot. Oh, you work man. out in off white. That's yeah, why I said the, he's work, got, the, got the workout for me. I'm him. wearing
2: the UNC1s right now. I mean, it's crazy, dude. I have a lot of ankle splits.
1: support <laughs> when you're doing the, doing the squats. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> it's good when you, you just sweat on them. You can just wipe them down. You don't it, have to keep
2: them clean. I've been going to the gym at, get this, 5 in the morning. I want to kill myself every day. But, but I will say it's nice getting the work I've
1: done well, early. i done early. I get up for work around 7. I have to be there at 8. And a lot of times, like, I don't sleep well. Like, I'll wake up around 5, and I'll get mm-hmm. up go to the bathroom. I feel old. Like, I need to get Flomax. <laughs> like, I'll, it's uh, every morning at, like, 5 on the dot. Um, you have to piss? Yeah, yeah crusty-ass eyes walking down <laughs> the stairs, going to the... And I just need to start... Like, it wakes me up, I think, you when I go downstairs. You I... A little bit. Like I keep water by the bed because I have acid reflux. Sometimes, like depending on what I, if I eat something too late at night, like it'll bother me throughout the night. But I think like the walk down the stairs just wakes me up. And I've thought about like maybe after I get up to go to the bathroom, just go to the gym for an hour, get in the shower, shower, and then go to work. I need to try that and see how. Like, hopefully, I won't make it to like two in the afternoon and be. The key,
2: the key to not getting that afternoon crash is you got to go to sleep, kind of.
1: That won't be a problem for me because that was... You do already sleep early. That was part of the reason I was waking up early in the mornings was because I was going to bed at like 10 o'clock.
2: Dude, I went to bed at, get this, 8.30 yesterday. Woke up at 4.30 and then just was like sitting in my bed just trying to get the wheel. (laughs) You know what I... it's, It's hard when you wake up and it's still dark outside. Yeah,
1: I saw an article. Apparently, Action Bronson's lost like 30 pounds during quarantine. Shout out to Action Bronson. Yeah, so hopefully he'll... Come out putting on a fire show. I hope for we'll us get back to like back.
2: suplexing people on the stage, and I'll be a little lighter so you could throw me. Like no, no we were supposed to see
1: for... him last two weeks ago, Mother's
2: Day. Yeah, which is crazy that we were going to go to a concert on Mother's Day. That's disrespectful. Yeah, well, not really. <laughs> the know, concert
1: started at seven. Like we could have had all day I'm with saying our moms. It's
2: disrespectful for comedic effects. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay, we brought our moms to see action bronson action bronson's for the moms
2: <laughs> my mom would i bet you've action bronson met my mom he would love her because she can cook too so oh, put her on yeah. fuck that's delicious bro yeah
1: put her at the at the club the book bu- the yeah bunch you
2: love, get some publicity
1: that's right okay um so for what you're rocking this week i got on the checkered blurred vans some jeans and a obey shirt i picked up this week
2: very nice I th- i'm gonna i keep wanting to make the leap and buy my first pair of vans they're comfortable I think I'm a Converse guy. I think I'll I think I'll
1: have to... Well, I know you too. always complain about like narrow shoes. Yeah. Vans make some wider shoes than Converse. That's why I can't wear Converse. and I really don't have a wide foot. Yeah. They're just too tight on my feet. Like If I want to wear something that tight, I'll wear socks or pull out the Balenci runners.
2: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Dude, you have so much high fashion drip, it's sort of crazy. No, it, I, but those are, that's the worst shoe ever. Sorry. I, I stole Jake's you, Travis once.
1: You heard I'm it here first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm not a fan of the balenci runners
2: balenci, balenci, balenci.
1: Uh, some new shoes coming out the stussy air zooms came out on the 15th i like the black versions a lot better I'm than so the white i'm so
2: depressed i i didn't know those already came out.
1: if i would have known that the white ones were stussy i would have bought them just because i don't have any like stussy collab shoes
2: well you don't have too many white shoes either,
1: do you? and they were like the sale
2: color way Okay, so it's but a little bit off-white.
1: I, I like the black ones a lot better than the white ones. A guy at work got the white ones to resell. And uh, they're just kind of eh. What size? He wears 13, I think. Mm-hmm. If he still got them, I'll send him a text That's and fine. let you know.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, so on, the, okay. on May 30th, I guess Nike's putting out this <laughs> knockoff Travis Scott. Guys,
2: it's our time. For all of us who took an L, for all of us who don't get that stupid Cactus Jack logo on the heel... We get to wear the nice dark mocha Air Jordan One. Yeah,
1: with the with the normal Nike check. Yeah. Who wants a frontward facing Nike check these days? Honestly,
2: the the backwards check just looks better at this point.
1: Ah, uh, it's cool it because better. it's like one off, but like nah. they're doing them with the Giannis. Like it's just kind of.
2: But the Giannis was already kind of before the Travis, wasn't it? I don't. It a, I don't. It know. was backwards on the heel. I think to be fair.
1: Um, a, a shoe that I'm really excited to get mainly because I'm a big. Grateful Dead fan.
2: That's going to sell out, by the way.
1: Okay, so they're doing, May 26th, they're releasing the Ben and Jerry Nike SB Dunk collab. It's, it's really a weird looking shoe. It's supposed to look like a Ben and Jerry ice cream. They're called the Chunky Dunkies, but Ben and Jerry, the Jerry part of that is Jerry Garcia, who was the lead singer for Grateful Dead. Um, I just want that. Those won't get worn. Those will stay dead stock if I can get them. They come out, I think, on the 24th at skate shops. Right? They're doing a skate shop okay. release, and then 26 is when they hit sneakers. So they'll be near impossible to get.
2: Those Flint, those Flint gray 13s. I like those. I've been seeing a lot of people getting kind of hyped for those. I have a hard time wearing the 13, but um, I, those would be ones that I might.
1: I, yeah, I don't have a pair of 13s. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind getting those, but I'm, I'm going to hold out for the, the Ben and Jerry. Dunks.
2: i'm holding out for those air max 270 cactus jacks that might be the one i could get guys <sighs> no they'll
1: still be hyped up like yeah quit shoving were. those are the ugliest shit i don't want to see anybody wearing those the
2: the gold the gold on the heel is really confusing
1: it looks like it was painted with like
2: nail polish yeah it's, it looks i gross. don't like it
1: and and i'll cap aside if i didn't have the travis scott ones i probably would buy those dark New mochas one. that's something you could wear like with khakis and like wear yeah. a sneaker at like an event where you dress up like that 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 would pass with having the brown leather as like a a quote dress shoe.
2: I could see that, yeah. But that foamposite, <laughs> who was wearing that in twenty twenty? I don't. Maybe That's basketball why. players. More Yeezy. That seven hundred on the side just ruins the shoe for me. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, all it is is a Vanta with seven hundred on the side, it the looks, triple blacks.
2: It looks stupid, but. Triple black shoes are just sexy to me. And then the knock-off uh, Turtle Doves guys. The Zion.
1: The Zion, congratulations. Yeah, 350 V2s. There's too much contrast in color. Like, you have the bright white bottom with kind of like that. It's not even really a gum sole. It's just like a yellowed rubber. It's just too much contrast. I don't, I don't like that at all.
2: And then the black sort of stripe across. It looks weird, but, you know, I, I'm a Yeezy whore, so i might like trifling. He's those. a trifling Yeezy-O.
1: Tri- trifling. Trifling-O. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. see what you did there. Let's talk about future. Let's do it. High off life. Let's do it. So he said that this was his most creative project. And I believed him for about 15 to 20 minutes. I,
2: I, you know what's crazy? I'll give him that. Because here's what I'll say. Is it creative in the mo- in the strictest sense of creative? No. Is it created for future? Exactly. Is it created for somebody who made essentially the same song a hundred times? Yeah. Yes. There, I, there were I think there was some experimentation with the instrumentals in particular. I heard a lot more strings on this album. I
1: will say with the exception of Dirty Sprite 2, <clears> this is probably the album that I could play through the most. Like it, when I listened to the I listened to it five times and I didn't skip a track Beast all Mode five two. times. Yeah, Beast Mode 2 is good.
2: 56 569. Um,
1: yeah but that's a that's a like, that's a mixtape monster those are mixtapes i'm saying albums a release project from from Hendrix. Hendrix was all right there were that was more a la carte for me That
2: was an asshole
1: but this has been one that in reviewing i could play start to finish and not not skip now if i was listening to it for my pleasure there's gonna be a, a, a probably about 50% of it skipped
2: right it, that, that was kind of hard for me. When I saw the runtime at an hour and ten minutes. This man does not
1: know how to cut tracks. Like, no.
2: Jesus, <laughs> Nothing. Make, they go, future, what do you want to cut? Huh? Yeah.
1: Put it Ooh, on. Nothing. They, uh, I, I made, gave you the flash drive. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> He's that artist. I gave you the flash drive. I sent you the drop box. <laughs> um, yeah, the runtime was a little alarming. When I saw it, I was like, oh, man, this is not going to be fun for me. But and it wasn't that it wasn't a bad lesson, really.
2: No, and I'm and I'm hearing a lot of people praising this project, which uh, good for you if you do enjoy this project, good for you.
1: Well, the projections I saw were supposed to be his highest debuting 000, album,
2: something like that, almost two hundred k, which I mean that's that's amazing. Uh, let's let's also keep it clear though. Look at the names you have on the project. Yeah, Travis Scott. Young Boy Never Broke Again, Young Thug, Lil Uzi Vert, oh, I'm with you, Harlem Shake in 2020, puzzling. Drake, Lil Durk, Meek Mill, another Drake uh, with the Life is Good remix. Who's the the other person on the remix? The Baby baby and Lil Baby. Do we need that track? Skippity skip as far as I'm concerned. That's a big skippity skip from your boy.
1: Didn't Nav say that? Skippity skip skip skip,
2: rackety rack rack (laughs) racks. We are not talking about Navaraj on this on this podcast
1: since i had to to trash young Project Doug, let's a
2: negative 4 by the way
1: <laughs> let's let's talk about harlem shake for a minute because like you said hearing seeing or reading or hearing harlem shake in 2020 is is you're correct is there a bit puzzling there are
2: legitimately kids out there that do not know what the harlem shake is dude well i can tell you they're not going to go look it up from this track <laughs>
1: When I listened to that, I, I sent Hakeem a text and I said, "The only good thing to come out of this is it made their last collab, which was Supmate off of so much fun, made it just a
2: tad bit better." <laughs> which you know, what's really puzzling to me is there are certain artists that like you put them together and you think they should make classics or they should make hits. You know, like like when you put like when if if in two thousand and nine I told you, hey hey Jake, there's a Chris Brown and Drake song out. What would you say? Like. Oh, oh back then, like damn, that's gonna that's be what I'm hard. Saying. And then it comes out, and you're like, "Oh, this is mediocre shit." Yeah. And then, and then, um, the Young Thug and Future's collab album even was was not great. So, so
1: the, really, the the only collab of theirs that I like is really Chanel Vintage.
2: And Chanel Vintage is, let's be clear, that is because Fuego. of Metro. That's because yeah. of Metro's production, and Metro put that shit together. That's not yeah. even a Future track, to, as far as I'm concerned.
1: That's really the only collab where they're on a track together that I enjoy.
2: What was the one that was like really big off that uh, slime project? It was kind of a big hit. I'll look it up while you're talking.
1: Um, Yeah, I I was really let down by the Young Thug feature. Like obviously he's had his biggest 12-month run ever in his career. And I just expected a lot
2: more out of that. It was all super slimy. It was um, killed before. Okay. Everyone, no, I yeah. care before.
1: I was but my know. thing is, like we talked about with the little Dirk thing, like, did somebody,
2: nobody listen to this and said,
1: Young Thug, you can't do better? Chill.
2: Young Thug puts out 500 features a day.
1: He, I know, and he does them, he's very adamant and open about, oh, I, I did that in like 15 yeah. minutes.
2: He's like, but, oh yeah, I spent three minutes writing check oh my god it's so
1: bad like honestly it is the worst i've heard thug in a long time
2: yeah also there's
1: no there's no power behind his voice like his like, like you said he has no presence right
2: the the president his presence wasn't really felt on that track but i think we should go back let's go back to the beginning of the album because when i first heard trapped in the Woo! sun i was i was very excited for what was coming and i was like oh shit this is really good and then high tech high tech tech kind of came next and I was like oh shit still did,
1: did you think he was kind of ripping a little bit of like Young Thug's vocal inflections with like the high tech Tech?
2: I think everybody is ripping from Young Thug now I think all a lot of artists nowadays are doing I think they're ripping from here here are really the people that have contributed Young Thug and Migos because yeah. Migos with the burp, burp, Future cannot stop doing that shit. No. He's been doing it on every single track and I think that has a lot to do with the me. But bar
1: for bar, like if you'd have let Young Thug rap, like Young Thug would have killed that track. Like that to me sounds like Young Thug track. Young and Thug. he also says on that track, sit in court side at the game with
2: the Glock in my pocket. Maybe maybe
1: <laughs> not say that.
2: Also, you <laughs> to go through metal detectors so he's definitely not. Yeah. But I think it just sounds hard.
1: Then uh, you want to to touch the sky, which I like the hook a lot. He He's graduated from Gucci flip flops. He says, Uh, buy Jimmy Choo's sandals because I'm rich.
2: <laughs> that's pretty good. So, that's, that's a nice callback.
1: Yeah, that's the, the new Gucci flip flops. Not as catchy as I just thought your bitch. It's some Gucci flip flops.
2: Uh, solitaires with uh, Travis Scott. I would say that that was one of my favorite features I, on the
1: project. at first I thought it was kind of underwhelming but then when I went back and listened like I liked that the, the intro that Travis gave him was awesome the the ad lives with the woo, I yeah. can't do it but you know what I'm yeah. talking about yeah. <laughs> that and I like that he rapped and sung on that like it's it's rare to hear Travis rap these days
2: yeah and um, <clears throat> also sometimes I like that I, I say that you get kind of great value Travis with his features whereas this is something that I could actually hear him. Yeah, putting on a project of his own. Absolutely. Not that not that Travis sounds bad, but it's like, I think he goes, "Oh, this is a feature." Okay, I'm gonna give him seventy percent. But when it's on his albums, it's the full hundred. Yeah,
1: and and right now, who knows? Like, if he's in album mode, he did say like, when the the lockdown is over, like he's coming. So I, this.
2: I think the Scots is coming next. I hope so. Yeah, I,
1: I think saw. That's... I've seen Kid Cudi reach out to Eminem on Twitter. There was somebody else too. So there's a lot of buzz behind. What may come of this project? There's still rumors that there's more Cactus Jack tapes. Who knows if that's real? Let's
2: just um, let's, hey hey you can keep those. I, I'm all
1: right with them. I I went back to don't Jack it. Boys. No thank you.
2: No thank you. That's you the, know, that's that, the sound. By the way, that was Don Tolliver's tape. As far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah. Shake shake Jesus did not not nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Young Thug gave a. a a phenomenal feature yeah.
2: on that. Uh, to be fair, X rated as shit, but yeah, pretty good. But let's get back to this project. Riding Strikers is where it turned for me a little bit because I did not like that track at all. I think it's sh- <laughs> I think it's here's shitty. The, it's an absolute skip for me.
1: Here's the problem with with Future when he doesn't have a feature, you can't have runtimes of songs at like three minutes and forty three seconds. Like if you're not gonna have a feature, you need to do what everybody else is doing and have you like a two to two and a half minute, minute song. song.
2: Yeah, because it's everybody kinda knows the formula, which um not to go off too far, but I think that's why you probably hated that excitement song with Party Next Door and Trippy Red. It didn't need to be five minutes. No, why <clears> was it that long? I don't know. Um, but you're right, with, with with Future, if he broke his projects down to I mean, find that two and a half minute mark, even three minutes I would take. But if you're jumping into that four minute range and you're not saying anything other than a catchy hook. And it's oh. hard.
1: Like, young Thug has the ability to like inflect his voice in different ways. Future's pretty one-dimensional when thug it comes will to- this. say
2: some shit, you'll be like, hang on. Did he just say he's putting that brack in his brack? Yeah. Did he just say that he was gonna fuck my father? Yeah, like- <laughs> or
1: put that inner now it's wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: like <laughs> he, he puts he has like lines that you're like, hang on. I need to rewind it. There's nothing Future saying that you haven't heard a hundred times before. With the Adderall, with the Perkies, nothing Future's saying you haven't heard a hundred times before. But Future does at least benefit in that he picks pretty good, pretty good production yeah. 90% of the time.
1: When you move on from Riding Strikers, he goes to one of my, and that wasn't really one of my favorite tracks, the, the the whole song is one of my N-words and then it says <laughs> yeah. what they're doing. Like, that's really cheap
2: st- as fuck. It was really stupid. It was really
1: stupid. You could say anything. Like there's Exactly. No, anybody could write that song. Yeah. Uh, posted with My Demons like was, was probably my favorite solo future song
2: on came this. Came back around for me with, with um Posted with My Demon with Demons. A little
1: more introspective, like he has a line I can never forget about when I was starving, that shit made me sick. So like it, it's rare to see future look inward.
2: He was also in the studio without cast, by the way. But we won't talk about that. <laughs> we won't we won't talk about that future. Okay, we won't talk about that. Um, I don't remember hard hard to choose one. Did that one? Did that one hit anything with
1: you? Yeah, I, I made a note that he was very close to like gunna smooth with his vocals, just very like butter, just very easy to listen to. But again, the runtime. It's just
2: hard to listen to Future on his own. Dude, I think what's happening is our ears are getting old. Have you seen the South Park episode where he listens to the song and then he just hears shit? And Uh then he he goes to the doctor, Stan goes to the doctor, he goes, it's all just shit. And he goes, oh my God, I've never seen a case with somebody this young. Not that his songs are shit, but the older I'm getting, the more I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like, you're wasting my time. Yeah, and... i think it's
1: like you and i like we're big earl fans we like artistic rap music and trap kind of has that lacking and it when you have a trap artist that can put the art together and and use diverse production that's i think where you and i like gravitate to trap and really enjoy it this is kind of boring
2: yeah, and also, I mean, no disrespect to the genre itself because and Future's a,
1: a, a legend from in, trap. in trap music. And no exactly, disrespect to his name at all.
2: And even to this project, like you said, it is one of the better projects he's put out in recent years. But the problem is when you have when you don't cut anything, it makes it hard for me to completely praise this project because it shows a lack of effort. It shows a lack of sort of self awareness. I would say because any nobody can tell me that. All 23 tracks, 21 tracks, hit the same. They don't. So why not put out something that's 13 to 15 tracks? Even 15 if you want to go on the on the, on the on the longer side and, and make something that really hits from start to finish. Yeah. Because trap is also about energy. So if you're going to have lulls, if you're going to have peaks and valleys in your album, it's not a great look for a trap album. I'm sorry. It's just no, not. It's not. He could have,
1: this was my final note, I wrote that he could have really cut 40 to 50 percent of this album out, and I think it would have been a great album. Yeah,
2: so yeah, because so we're talking about like 14, 15 track yeah. album, but that's what I, I'm, I'm with you there. but I will say, um, what was it? Up the river? A boogie with a hoodie, Future. You guys all owe Dej love checks. You fucking give her her goddamn money. Because she can't put out a song now and get any publicity, but all you fucks sound like her, mm-hmm. and it annoys the shit out of me. Especially a boogie with a hoodie, but we're not talking about him right now. But he sounds dead ass. He even uses that you know where she talks about how she's godly yeah. on that song. He even uses that, and yeah. I don't know if maybe that actually was a callback to her. It could have been, but he straight up sounds like Dej Loaf.
1: That I think that and. In- like Harlem shake and up the river to me were like the fulcrum of where it went from. Okay. This is good to now I'm like teetering. For those of you who don't know what a fulcrum is, what you know, a fulcrum (laughs) is the like teetering point, like on a seesaw. Like that's like your tipping point. That was the fulcrum to me. Like that's where I was like, okay, now I'm more leaning to, is this good or is it bad? Whereas before I got the Harlem shake, I was pretty pleased with what I was getting.
2: Especially Trillionaire, because I think him and Youngboy actually had a lot of chemistry on the track. Yeah, you, you
1: said that was a collab, like, you, you didn't know we needed. I like. didn't
2: know I needed that one, but I, I would like to hear them do more songs together. For I,
1: sure. I'm not a big NBA, NBA fan, like, I've mentioned that before, like, it's just not really for me, um, but I think they had great presence
2: together. Yeah, and and Youngboy, he's another one of those artists who, yes, he's, he's from a rougher background, but... He does sort of bring that vulnerability to the music which I, which i do like and i think he did that on this track as well
1: yeah but then you move on from up the river to pray for a key too comfortable was good pray for a key was i wrote nothing too memorable
2: no i liked i liked too comfortable and then all bad with uzi it's it's so that was hard. an uzi
1: track like yeah. listen to the production if that's not pure Pier, and pierborne may have produced that i don't know but it sounds very uzi like to me that sounded like a Uzi track with the Future feature
2: which i mean he did have a few, uh future feature uh what's up <clears throat> yeah. on on eternal attack what's up on Little well, Uzi for our first world too i keep that
1: i just I, up. I don't think that future shines on that kind of beat like future needs to be on like a dark more subdued beat where Uzi is kind of that more like he's a little more energetic uh, yeah
2: more color, colorful. Nothing,
1: but there was nothing too memorable from that. I would have liked to see Uzi kind of, because he can sound like Future a lot. I would have liked to see Uzi kind of lean into, like, kind of emulating Future a bit.
2: Uzi has a lot of versatility where he could, he, especially a lot of his older music was a bit more darker production. It was a bit more um, grounded in trap, I would say. Kind of like Future, where he's he's definitely more reliant on that, uh, the drums and just sort of hard-hitting 808s. Lil Uzi later became more colorful with, yeah. with some of his, like, Love is Rage and um, Lil Uzi vs. The World 1, where you have, like, P's and Q's where it's, you know, harmonicas yeah. and shit, just weird-ass instrumentals. Um, but I, I do think, like, if you go listen to, like, um, Big Racks, yeah. that's, like, something I would like to see, like, him and Future do together, something and like that.
1: There was just nothing to remember from either of them no, on that track. No.
2: It, it, and, and at first I was like, maybe it's coming around for me. Um, I thought maybe it's, like, coming back around for me, but it it never really picked up the steam that I wanted it to. And, um, I don't remember Outer Space Bitch, I don't remember Accepting My Flaws, Life is I good. liked
1: Accepting My Flaws, that was another track where he kind of leans more introspective, introspective. And, and, I mean, as as much as he can be.
2: I think I was just sort of tapping out by this point, I mean... Yeah, like,
1: at this point you're like, alright, let's get this over Yeah,
2: like, please, um... I did like last name with Lil Dirk, though. I think they had a lot of chemistry together, and I thought Dirk's future.
1: When good. Future has a line that says, "I don't know her name, but she want to have my child." Yeah, that was when when you go delusional. like when you go to the the doctor for like your prenatal screenings for like when they screen for like birth defects. Like I feel like they ha- like every medical center has Future's DNA and they test it <laughs> against Future's DNA and they come in and be like. Well, you don't have your baby doesn't have sickle cell or Down syndrome, but
2: it is Future's baby. <laughs>
1: oh, no, like, that dude oh, has so many my kids.
2: God. <laughs> if I had a, if I had a horn right now, I'd be me um, Seriously, <laughs> this like, is crazy. Sorry he, for the news, but your, has, your baby is Future's. He has entirely too many kids, um, and he had. I mean, he kind of knows it too, because he was making a meme about it on Twitter. Where he was saying, like, Happy Mother's Day to all... St-
1: yeah, no, 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 he no, no. He left no, no. one out. He left one out. You're right. <laughs> I was... I can't believe we didn't talk about that, because when I saw it, I was like, is he really tweeting each baby mama and, like, b- praising a quality of theirs? Like, <laughs> uh, like, the others weren't going to see the others. like. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All respect the future. No disrespect.
1: I mean, he's got the money to do it. So.
2: Exactly. Get it how you live. Because I know, I think a lot of artists kind of live that lifestyle. I just want to know why, if they can afford all those watches, why are condoms out of reach? Like, oh. I mean, I've heard of girls taking the turkey basters and stealing the semen, but come on, bro. Like, you could wrap it up once in a while. <laughs> oh,
1: that dude says, what? Trojans? What? What, Who? what is this brand?
2: Who's Trojan?
1: Yeah, you move on to tycoon, and my the the first note I wrote was at this point I'm tired. Yeah, Two and that one was too long. That one I think it was over like a four minute runtime.
2: And that hundred shooters track, that one came out before as a single. I album.
1: like that one, and I've said every meek feature that we've gotten, I've said like I'm very excited for his it next. It never album.
2: leads to a good album. Jake, don't get clickbaited. It never leads to a good album. I try and try and try. It never leads to a good I
1: guy. don't know, this one may, like, he seems to be doing stuff outside of he's hip-hop. He's fake
2: Jay-Z, okay? I'm sick of this bullshit that he's leveled up and you guys are all of a sudden putting him on a goddamn pedestal. He had one good intro, okay? And a couple of good mixtapes, alright? He had Dream Chasers 2, Dream Chasers 3 was pretty fucking boring. He had Dream Chasers 2, and he had that, uh, Dreams of Night- Dreams Worth More Than Money, whatever yeah. the fuck it was. He had that intro. And that's it,
1: okay? The reason I'm excited is because he's doing stuff outside of hip-hop. Hopefully that has been like a palate cleanser yes, and he comes a, back he's fresh. A, he's
2: a Dollar General version of Jay-Z. And even with the blue suits, with everything, he is a Dollar General to version be, of Jay-Z. To be fair, they do have a foundation together. Here's the problem, too. You're still with the fuckery, Meek. Don't get it twisted. You are still with the fuckery. The fact yeah, he's that still you using 6-9's 6 ix 9 and he's using it more than everybody to the point where he says he has to destroy him, which you're not destroying destroy you shit, me. <laughs> Perry the Platypus. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that Phineas and Ferb comparison. But let's just not talk about me because he gets my blood boiling a little bit. And he's now he's the the staple of black excellence, and you can't touch him. But I I'm I don't believe it for a second. I'm not buying it. And until you put out an album, until you put out one album that's a tenth as good as Drake's as Jay-Z's, or as anybody else in that caliber, you're still Meek Mill to me. Okay? We'll see. So stay grounded. And by the way, the best rapper from Philadelphia is still Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, I said it. I, I, commercially, you're correct. If I could drop this mic, I would. No, lyrically... It's attached to the table. <laughs> it is. <laughs> just, just smack it. <laughs> in, in every way, Lil Uzi, to me,
1: outbeats Meek Mill. Then your final track was Life Is Good Remix... My only note I made about the whole track is: Did we need this?
2: We didn't. Why, do, why did Why the baby and little baby feel like they have to be on? I feel well, like that's they, just they the record them, label yeah, telling
1: them to. They're gonna put out a collab tape called The Babies. <laughs>
2: <sighs> I, don't, I don't want that. No, I don't either. I hope don't. that doesn't
1: come out. I mean, I get why they did it. Like, obviously, it's gonna get streamed. Like, both of those fan bases are gonna gravitate to this. And I mean, Life Is Good was good on its own. I mean, we talked about it. Drake and Future's chemistry, I think, is unmatched when it comes to collabs yeah yeah for sure for sure what are you gonna rank this
2: I guess the... I'm teetering between a four and a six like somewhere in that range
1: it got a six point four seven and did not get the curve it got a six
2: <laughs> okay uh, I'll I give it a four and a half I just I know I know that people really enjoyed this project but to me, it's it's still not anything that I would I would go back to the Wizard before I'd go back to this project. Yeah, if I'm being one hundred percent I like the honest, Wizard better. If I'm being one hundred percent honest, I think there was a bit more cohesion there. I think this one is. Uh, I forgot about that one. I take
1: back yeah. what I said about this being the most playable. Yeah. I think the Wizard is above that behind Dirty Sprite too. Okay. As far as albums go. Yeah,
2: I would I I would say that as well. I mean, and and I do still prefer some of the mixtape future, but the problem with this project is I I think it's getting overhyped. Um, I think there's some really good moments. There's some moments where he is leaning on that psychedelic sound with the production and um, sort of even with some of the lyrics, but it does not to me hit the way people are saying it's hitting. And I, no. I'm just not not for the hype on this one. So
1: what's been spinning.
2: Oh, dude! It's been. I've been actually excited for this because I've been playing everything. Everything has been crazy. You go first. I want to
1: hear okay. yours first. Let's see here. So I've been listening to Polo G's The Goat, um, Eye Off Life, obviously, Lil Dirk. Went back and listened to Rodeo, which I think that some of these listening to's are because of Playlist. Because um, right. there's Rodeo, oh, yeah. Birds in the Trap, World, 18. I
2: was going to say, it's a god thing. Did you just go through his discography? Today? Went back and listened song.
1: to Eternal a Take. Um, Jesus is the One. For some reason, I had like, a hankering to listen to that. Uh, that's Zach Fox and Kenny Beats. Um, uh, Still listening to Gooba, Quarantine Clean, um, The Scots. Did you listen to this album? Drake said it was his favorite album last year, yeah, Baby Keem. Delusional. Yeah, it, his song Apologize is incredible. Okay. It came up on a playlist, and you, it's, it, rarely do I add music that comes off a playlist, but I was cleaning or something the other day, and it was playing. I was like, damn, Quarantine Cleaning? Yeah.
2: Summer. So Spring Cleaning. Okay, okay.
1: Well, it's kind of summer now. But, yeah. yeah, but it is pretty clean. Yeah, so. Uh, so I went and added that. I have not listened to the whole album in full, but mm-hmm. I did like I liked that one, and I did like Orange Soda, which that was the biggest track off of there.
2: Damn, you know who has a really good song called Orange Soda too? You'll never Bishop Nuru. No, Vic Mensa. Oh yeah, really? One of the best tracks ever i'm gonna be honest with you it's one of my he, favorite songs if
1: for those uh, hakeem just we should just stop now hakeem yeah. just praise vic Menta. that's all we got for you folks
2: uh you have any other that's it you want to shout out? okay i've been listening to life's a trip trippy red um some electronic music outrun by kavinsky um which he did some uh music with the weekend on his album kiss land um, I've been listening to the Scots. I've actually been playing that one, uh, the Bald remix with JPEG Mafia and Denzel Curry. Um, Damage by Black Flag, a little punk rock. Uh, Jeffrey Young Thugs album. I went back to Fired. that one. It, it it aged. It's crazy. It aged even better. I'll be honest with you. Um, the Weekends trilogy. Uh, there's a new artist that I I had heard from. Uh, it's called After Every Dark Day Comes Sunshine. The God Fahim. Uh, Heaven or Hell, The Price of Tea in China, Boldy James, uh, The Love Below, the price of The
1: Price of Tea in China. That was his album this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one a lot. That's
2: making my top ten. I'm, I'm just, you know, I spoil my top ten for you guys all the time. Um, Dem Times EP with Roy Woods, which he's an OVO sweatshop worker. I'm really glad Drake <laughs> let him out for that one. It's a great project. From what I've heard off of it, it's pretty good. It, I liked it. It's only six songs, so 20 minutes. Uh, Let's get it. Yeah, uh, Thug Motivation. Which one is that one? 101? Okay. That's, listen, if you're from South Carolina, you have to play Jeezy. Young Jeezy
1: was like the first artist that I listened to an album start
2: to finish. Absolutely. And lastly, uh, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats Unlocked. What album is that? Number one. Who's Kenny Beats? (laughs) That's so disrespectful. Who's Denzel Curry? I'll I'll strangle him after the show, guys. We won't have any more hooks lines in his pop. Um, But that is still, by the way, Good luck to anybody who thinks they're gonna have my number one spot this year.
1: Good fucking. Movie. Yeah, the it's only thing—the only thing for—not uh, for you, like obviously. Yeah, Hakeem doesn't see reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing, like, for like a pitchfork list, like, I think the runtime on that, like, was a little short. So Which, I think that's that why may, I gave it a
2: nine, not a ten.
1: That may be what holds it back from being like a nationwide top ten album.
2: But it's been—I would say it's been. Cr- critique like it's been praised critically if if they put out a deluxe version of that project forget it forget it, it's game over that might be album of the decade between that one and boldy james really those are yeah. my two i like ones that one a lot and if jpeg drops it's really over for you motherfuckers because he's been on one lately yeah i'm very excited to see. i hope
1: he, he leans out. into like what he did on the bald remix like yeah. i hope it's a little more not to quote Navarrage but rappity,
2: rap rap you should rap. go back to veteran you should really go back and play that album. If you like back. Bald, it's it's. Uh, I think that one would, would be... It's, it's a little less uh, experimental than All My Heroes or Corn Balls.
1: I like anything Bald. All Bald Everything.
2: <laughs> I won't go there. I'm not touching <laughs> that one.
1: Bald all of my... You just stay tuned for that. <laughs> tuned. All, all Bald Everything. Stay tuned. Got anything else? No, that's it. So before we play our ride-out track, we got the, the writing prompt for you. How do you get attention when you want it? OnlyFans? <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. So the real, the real writing prompt this week is, do you think with your heart or your head, how has that helped or hurt you? Oh, this I'm, is kind of synonymous with the pros and cons thing because right. I think that kind of plays into both of these.
2: Which, um, I'll let you answer this one first.
1: Um, I think I'm more now, like in the last two years, probably more I think with my head. Yeah. Like, before, I just, like, if I acted on emotion and just, like, acted on how I felt at that time and didn't weigh consequences of actions. So I think now would be more, I act with my head.
2: I'm going to give you a interesting answer. I think, I think with my heart, but I think about it with my head. Where a lot of times my initial reaction to something is generally right. And it's generally what I go with, that gut instinct. But I don't, it's not impulsive in that way. You know, I still weigh out the pros and cons. But nine times out of ten, I'll be like, I think my first, my first reaction was right on this one. Um, So I I definitely would say I'm still more of somebody who thinks with their heart. But um, I do try and take it case by case now. Because... Uh, particularly with women, I have a horrible dating record, guys. We're not getting into that, but it's. I think that initial like panic or fear will set in, and then it'll dictate.
1: Yeah, you act from there.
2: Yeah, it'll dictate my actions. But lately, I've been doing more. um, I've been reading David Goggins, um, his book, and that sort of has changed my outlook. It's changed my perception on life in a lot of ways, and I've been trying to be more... Uh, logical with a lot of my thinking, but I still do take in that initial, that gut instinct, that gut reaction. Right.
1: Yeah. I think, I think, depending on the aspect, like, I think sometimes, like, there's some things, like, in dating, like, sometimes, like, really, like, you have to go with what you feel. Like, sometimes it, you with stuff like that, like, when you're looking at things on an emotional level, sometimes it's harder to do the pros and cons and, like, right. assign values to things. Like, okay, I can formulate this in this way, whereas when you're thinking with your heart, it's more, I don't, I don't know, your, your decisions are more emotional. And yes. like you said, sometimes that gut reaction, if you didn't have that as a gauge to kind of bring things back into perspective, it's hard. Because if you just act, like, analytically all the time, like, I oh, feel like life would be horrible.
2: Yeah, and <clears throat> a lot of times people will think you're just, like, too calloused. And, um, you have to, you, you, we're not, we're not robots, we're humans, so... You do have to sort of come from that introspection and and use your experiences as well as your your logic to make decisions.
1: Yeah, and I mean to put it like to like how I said like living your life like analytically. Like I know people that will drive like thirty minutes to get gas at one place because it's cheaper.
2: Like I know I know you let, a few of those ahead. people, and I won't say names <coughs> on here. Why? I, Fucking idiots! I'm with yeah, you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> get them next time. Like, okay, it's four cents higher here, but it'll take me thirty minutes to drive here. Like,
2: at the very most, what are you saving? Two or three dollars with gas, by the way. Like, even if you get the absolute cheapest, so I don't even look at gas prices unless it's like. I mean, I drive a Fisker, so I don't <laughs> get gas. <laughs> uh, I have and a it Tesla doesn't go too. vroom
1: when you start it. I
2: like what you're saying, dude.
1: I I just got my Model X. Can you tell me what that, that,
2: that reference came from? Yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about.
1: That's because I the internet. For those right. that didn't know,
2: for sure. Um. So for our, Don't even make noise when they
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this Ride Out song, a friend of ours that Hakeem and I both know he went to school with. Uh, his dad passed away last week. And I, I didn't even know that Austin was into making music. Like, we've mentioned him on the podcast before. I don't know if we've mentioned him by name, but we've both, like, referred to him. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that he had any interest in making music.
2: I I knew back in high school, like, I remember Austin, believe it or not... I know you and I I always say the story about how you know Jake had the black Macbook and you know we got along cuz of that piff but I'll be 100 with you we were I was in a typing class with Austin and he listened to his music ex- extremely loud like far mm-hmm. too loud he was
1: going well yeah let's let's death we're we can say we're old now.
2: Yeah.
1: We had, like, some pretty shitty headphones. Like, you remember the yeah. gummy headphones? Skull, like, it dude, was hard. Everybody had
2: skull candy. Yeah, it was hard headphones. to
1: listen to music, like, at a good level when you had the headphones in and people couldn't hear you out, like... Right. Outside, like, damn, dude, can you turn that down? Yeah. Like, it's not even that loud. Right. I mean, even, like, the Apple headphones that come with phones now Bailey, are still yeah. kind of loud. Yeah. And, yeah, but he was, like, the plug for
2: music dude, in high school. He, he showed me Lil Wayne's No Ceilings mixtape, and... That sort of, like, opened the floodgate to Dat Piff in particular. Because I think I knew of Dat Piff, but I wasn't really on there searching the way he was. Yeah. And he just sort of opened my my mind to that. He he showed me Big Sean, for better or for worse. And um, That was
1: the biggest rider for yeah, Big Sean. 100%. He definitely put me on the Big Sean. A hundred
2: percent. He put everybody on the Big Sean. And um, also, Hobson when he first yeah. dropped, Austin was early on that one. So I, I always knew he had a love for hip-hop. He would freestyle kind of as a joke in class. Um, I didn't know he was he was writing on this sort of level though, and I texted him today and was just sort of saying how much this project touched me, and I hope we can get him in possibly in the podcast. Yeah, we were, for we were an interview. We were talking.
1: I was DMing him back and forth on Twitter today when I saw where he posted the track, yeah. and I told him I was like, "Hey, hit me or Hakeem up if there's any upcoming projects." that you want to listen to. I said, we'll probably be talking about him. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to read this little thread that he put out like in promotion for the, the album. He said, for those of you that don't know, my dad passed away a few days ago prior to this happening. I felt my passion for music needed to bleed into something more than just being a listener. It's fitting that I released my first single before my first or before my first birthday without my father. He was all he always wanted me to pursue my passions and to be happy amidst doing it. It's been exciting to learn about this process, and I can't wait to continue improving. Through it all, I know I'm in good hands. This here is a piece of myself, and I hope to share more of who I am with you as time goes on. Enjoy. I never met Austin's dad. I've met his mom. His mom's a wonderful person. She, he, she reminds me a lot of your mom. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, the nicest person you would ever meet. Um, and when I saw that, I just, I, I sent him a, a thing on, on Twitter and told him, I'm like, dude, just keep your head up. But yeah. that song was truly beautiful.
2: I, and and I don't want to hype it up too much I want everybody to sort of listen and get their reaction but um, you can definitely tell it's coming from an honest place and I think that's really sort of what makes the best music and um, I think I think just without any further ado I think we should just go ahead and play yeah. the track.
1: For the me. song's called Father you can find it on Spotify and iTunes Father by Austin Joyce this is the end
0: of this pain. I'm dealing with This is a Snapshot of what it feels in a rapture. Control is my master, feeding off a disaster. Man, this seems over backwards. Why do I always revert? Step back, never want to converse. That keeps on making this worse. But Chris so makes me his first. Huh. And now I see a different side of things. You're gonna see a different side of me. Not picking parts of life to decide the peace But addressing all sides for your eyes to see my modesty. Breeze from the hardest feats a part of me. Don't try to start on me. I know I'm weak, but I'ma keep running hard until your work is finished. And I'm six feet deep. I know my mama crying, I'm lost on the couch. God knows I'm trying to figure it out. I know we're tempted to hold in the doubt, but I know it's so easy to let it slip out. My life, I've been set apart. My life, I've been on a mission. I know that I can end up missing, but the point of the matter is to never give it. When things are going our way, but God still gives me his grace. Death, I never really want to think about it, but I think about it to this day. Now I'm trying to figure out where I am. Showing to my fam where I stand. See you right there holding.